0: All right. This is a post-show. This is a post-show. So I'm showing Tori this little bite mark that I got from. Uh, from Guazba. For me, for me, formerly Guazi. For, for me, me Guazi. Um, which is. Also known as Guazba. Also known as Gwazba, which is spotted python that, uh, that Tori uh, left in my care. Uh, and um, he bit me. MF bit me. He's a night. He's he's about three foot long. Spotted python He's about a, the width of like a I don't know a quarter. So it's not like a crazy thing. And the cool thing about pythons, they're constrictors. Um, so they uh, they don't have fangs. They don't have venom. They just have little tiny teeth. Uh, they're not. It doesn't hurt. Like I've had worse bites from a dog or a cat. It's it's nothing. And what I do is I coat whenever I'm handling. Him, especially days like this where it's really close to his feed day and I felt I feel like he might go for me as I just uh, will wash my hand put a little listerine on my hands and classic listerine and and do that. And so yeah, he he bit me and he was like, Uh uh-uh, uh, this ain't good and then went right out.
1: Would so, Rubbing alcohol do the same thing, have the same effect?
0: It it. So I've also I've tried like bad I bought like really cheap tequila and really cheap vodka <laughs> like the $8 Hot big sauce. ones <laughs> it, I I don't know but it like Listerine works great Listerine yeah. I found is is very very effective um and yeah and so I have this little mark and that will go away in 2 days um they they you get this little, like tiny little droplets of blood because snake saliva has this little like anticoagulant stuff mm-hmm. in it but um once the mouth is out you don't feel anything really uh and so it's not you know it's not something to be scared of a a snake bite from a from a tiny snake with a with, with a mouth that's smaller than my thumb so i'm not super worried about it and i'm used to it at this point even though i don't like it because I mean it will stress you know, it is stressful to the snake to bite something that it's not doing but it is always a food response. He's not doing it out of um fear, he's doing it out of, oh this looks like something to eat. He's he not only,
1: being aggressive.
0: No, he only does it to my hands, he's not doing anything else. Uh he looks at my, he, he sees my fingers and I got these nice warm hands. Yeah. Baby mice. Mm-hmm. If I ever, if I really wanted it to hold him, I there I have some leather gloves that he can't bite through, and so sometimes I will take him out in that way. Uh, but there is something very, um, very soothing about having a snake um, crawl over you,
1: wrap around you, yeah, yeah. I
0: mean, Particularly a snake that like, um, like a python that is uh, arboreal, so it, so it. And wraps around, so yeah, it wraps around not super tightly, but
2: tightly enough to hold on. And yeah, it's kind
1: of like a weighted blanket.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, it, <laughs> do it, it, you really know cool. that she's held like an eight foot snake? Like I've never held an eight
0: foot snake. Yeah, I mean, like the, the thing around is, me. The thing is that same thing. You know, Fermi slash guazi slash ball is not as tame as some of the. Other snakes I've seen, like other people, like that are just, I I have seen, you know, videos and stuff of snakes that are just pure, like pure, um, sweethearts that Mm -hmm. would not bite at all. Just like Penrose, my leopard gecko is a pure sweetheart, would never bite a thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, so like I, I am super confident that Penrose will never bite anybody. So I would never have any worry other than be careful with Penrose. She's tiny and she can get crushed. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I would never like, yeah, but Penrose is is wonderful. Penrose is super cute too. So Penrose is one of those animals. She's a leopard gecko and she has these eyes that are just pure dark. And, and this uh, wonderful kind of, this wonderful face just, it's like, I don't know, it, but
1: unconditional love, even though they don't know they love. don't
0: love you at all. But no, it feels they, like it, it, it feels no. weirdly like Penrose is, is like, okay, I do. Penrose does have this thing where, like, I, I she'll she'll crawl all, all over me sometimes, but then there are these times when she'll look up at me and I know what she's saying, and she's saying, okay, can I poop on your shoulder? And i would be like, "Yep, yeah, go for it." And it's a specific look. I know. I know exactly what to look for. <laughs> and it's it's not like can I poop on you? It's can I crawl up on you and poop on your shoulder? And uh, so it it it's this it it it's, it's it's this wonderful little thing. And it, you know, it's a tiny lizard, so poop isn't that crazy. And if if it is like a little, I don't know, wetter than usual, I'll just throw my shirt into the into the uh, um, laundry, but it's, it's, I, I've come to really like to love that interaction. Cause it's again, like if she was, Oh, I don't like being handled. I'm going to poop on you. And that'd be a different story, but she will, she doesn't do that, but she does do this thing where occasionally she'll, she'll get to the point where she'll just look up and say, okay, it's kind of time. Can I do it now? <laughs> I
1: gotta poop yeah it's not even I gotta poop you either need to put me back in my cage or I'm going to poop on your shoulder is actually what she's thinking
0: yeah and and, and it's always (laughs) it's not like I'm going to climb up a little bit and poop on you it's always no I'm going to climb up on your shoulder crawl around a little bit and always on your left shoulder poop because she'll crawl around a little bit on my neck she'll go here on my right she'll go a little back but then she'll go back to the left and she'll sit there that's her poop. favorite spot, and it's it's <laughs> it's a weirdly, shitty area. It's weirdly the cutest thing. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful thing about having pets.
1: Oh yeah, I wish Cooper would poop in one spot in the yard. <laughs>
0: Show would make on my, life my easier. shoulder though
1: Not, yeah. a, i said in the well, yard see
0: cooper's too big a dog for for that to for for the whole cute like, little for for pooping to be cute.
1: I'm not saying it's cute. I'm saying I just wish he would pick a spot in the yard that he would designate as yeah the area where he decides to dump everything out yeah. instead of scattering it everywhere. And
0: I would say, and it, and it's great that I'm talking about this while I'm, while I'm eating cheese and crackers. Uh, well, man, <laughs> a runny cheese, especially. But um, his poop's <laughs> not runny usually, so it's okay. No, I mean, nice thing about electric gecko poop is, um, like a rabbit, it's kind of like pellets. Mm-hmm. So it's a
1: great way to start the post show.
0: I am happy to start the post show with poop every time. Because poop Is natural Remember that Remember that book Everybody poops
2: Everybody poops
0: Everybody poops Everybody poops Let's, You know I understand Is that
1: everybody poops Or is that everybody
0: shits is everybody poops everybody If it poops. was everybody shits I think that's a little bit It'd be
1: banned From yeah, all schools
0: Yeah it's especially, Well at least in sleep. Florida Right but that You're not going to find that In your middle school library
1: Not in Florida anyway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I don't know what you'll find in Florida. You'll find like nothing. The Bible, yes, <laughs> and Rush Limbaugh books, King and so James version like right. only.
2: Right? Sorry,
1: I need to keep my political
2: and no one listening to this. this myself. You don't.
0: <laughs> the only the only people listening to this are, are the few people are our, our fans on Discord. Hey, everybody, and um, AI. From either now or the future, which is just scanning this to, to get some sort of idea. And the thing about AI is, again, I think we talked about this before, but AI, at least right now, at least in 2023, AI doesn't actually make things. It makes things shape like things. So if you want an answer to a question, AI will not give you an answer. It will give you a response that's shaped like an answer. And you have to understand that. And work with that.
1: Yep.
2: That's my AI rant. I mean, I guess I have more of Your weekly AI rant. My weekly AI rant. This <laughs> month.
1: So what do we want to talk about on this post show?
2: I want to talk about how to drink. The YouTube channel we've been watching. <gasps> From a new awesome YouTube channel. It's called How to Drink. Shami, you don't seem to feel it's awesome? What's
1: that? The, what I was your love reaction? the show. Oh,
2: okay, okay. No, that
1: no. was that. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Um, mm.
2: it's, it's a guy who's who doesn't work as a bartender, but he bartends on the show kind of thing. Makes a bunch of mixed drinks, cocktails, things like that.
1: Have you researched his history? Because I want to know. A little bit. He had to have been a bartender mm, nope. in his
2: past life. What's his name? Really? Greg. Of course. Good name, yeah. He doesn't really like share his last name. I'm sure I can dox him and find it, but (laughs) reminds me of something. But continue. Um, he does a show. He does a bunch of different varieties of episodes. You know, sometimes it's just like, what's the best way to make an old fashioned or a margarita or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then there's like. I'm gonna make crazy ass TikTok drinks, or I'm go. Oh, one of the favorite ones is people send in ridiculous ass bar orders that like people in the industry Legit have received. Bar orders. He makes them, you know, and the, like they're so bad, and like you know, he reacts when he does his. He does. He makes the drink. Makes the drink the way he thinks it should be made. Sometimes he'll try to improve upon the drink if it's like, like he was trying to make like Malort be good kind of thing in one episode, right? But then it's like he's doing his tastings and there's a caption on the side of the screen where they put his tasting notes down. But they're all snarky shorthand kind of things, you know, so that's super fun, you know. Um, I like
1: when he goes to the chain restaurants and orders the drinks and puts them in the Yetis and takes them back to the bar to yeah.
2: That's one of the whole diagnosis. series that they do is where they um, yeah. go to Chili's and order a couple of their signature cocktails. <laughs> and then he tastes them, shits on it, and then make, tries to make a better version of their signature cocktail. And
0: Well, I mean, that's what we did on showing, but that's what we did with some— the the Pittsburgh uh, ham barbecue, mm-hmm. right? Is take yeah. that this shitty sandwich, mm-hmm. make a way better yep. version of it. Yeah. Take the idea, turn it into something really good, as opposed to whatever shitty McDonald's version. Oh my god! McDonald, actually, McDonald's, is McDonald's is better because yeah, McDonald's <laughs> is food science, like to its core, like. Figuring out the exact chemical composition that will that will light your taste
2: buds up. <laughs> Pittsburgh ham barbecue is not that.
0: <laughs>
1: no, it's ketchup Worcestershire and Isley's chip chopped ham.
2: Yeah.
0: It's like the it, in it's a on, a, pot. on a white bun.
1: On a white bun. With
0: nothing else. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Not even but a But You put those
1: three <laughs> ingredients in a crock pot and you let it sit and you let it fester. Yeah, I was going to say faster, <laughs> but I was trying to think of a better word. All day. Meld.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So Meld mm-hmm. those beautiful flavors of ketchup and Worcestershire and Isley's but the, hand. The, the point
0: is, there is, stuff, there, there is a flavor there what? that That's, can be turned into what? something good. Oh, yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: But you got to be more strategic about how you go about it. And... Use good ingredients and use and and mm-hmm. figure out how to balance that out.
1: Use more ingredients,
0: yeah, than yeah. and
1: not, and, <laughs> sugar. and then not
2: making it into a gooey bread thing. It <laughs> just turns into this. One, yeah. of the, um, one of the one of the the show we watched last night from How to Drink was kind of a clip show of like the worst drinks that he's ever mm-hmm. made, and they were from several different things: the bar orders, the this, the that. One of them was Malibu Pineapple, which is you know, like Malibu, which it's not rum strength, right? It's only like 30%. Yeah, right. It's like 20-something. Like thir- yeah, 20, it's 30%, 20 30%. something 20-something. Uh, pineapple version of that. Malibu, pineapple, old-fashioned. <laughs> like.
0: Mm. And add like, enough bitterness, add enough. Rye to that?
2: You can make that work. Uh, there's no rye though. It, it, it didn't I, say bourbon. It said Mal- Malibu pineapple. It is doesn't the even
1: go together.
2: And then you add Angostura to it and an orange peel and like some simple, like, so you started out with like just like a bar spoon of simple, like, cause, cause the, the Malibu pineapple is already like sweet mm-hmm. as fuck, right? And, um, <laughs> Some of these, like the customers, always wrong. Like bar orders are so crazy that that he receive. But
0: like everyone's got a weird tongue that's been through mm-hmm.
2: who knows, and so sometimes, sometimes
0: people like shit that you wouldn't like. I mean, the the, the thing that that gets me is not that somebody will order that at the bar. What gets me is that something like pizza, like like ham barbecue becomes something that is. Known that that people love like it like the idea is not that someone orders some crazy drink and likes it. It's the idea that it becomes a drink that everyone loves, and you're like, "What the hell are people thinking?"
1: Because ignorance is bliss. It's not
0: that. It's because <laughs> grossness is in the eye of the beholder. But there is certain things that that in general seem to cross, like seem to cross over to other people, like. When you were pregnant, you probably had some weird foods that you probably wouldn't have right now.
1: I ate Taco Bell every day.
0: Mm-hmm. And you probably wouldn't do that today.
1: Only when I'm high or drunk. Really drunk.
0: But. <laughs> no, yeah, like, I get it. Like, yeah, if, <laughs> if you're high, Taco Bell is yeah. kind of fantastic. <laughs> Uh, you're gonna feel it the next day.
1: Oh yeah, you're gonna pay for
0: it. But you yeah, know, but, th- but there the are moment. certain things like pickles and peanut butter, right?
2: Mm-mm. Doesn't
0: sound great, but actually you put them together and you get the you get the nuttiness, the creaminess, you get the sourness, you get the crunchiness. Actually, it's a pretty good combination. All
1: right. I'm gonna challenge you because we have pickles and we have peanut butter. Bring it up. All right. I'm on it.
2: Bring it up.
1: Don't
2: forget I about the afraid. microphone. Hmm?
0: <laughs> the microphone here sure. Yeah, I know. I'm I, I afraid. Look,
1: I, I know. Do you want chunky or creamy? Do you no. want chunky or creamy? I want
0: creamy. Oh, loser. Look, for what? this, <laughs> judge.
2: <laughs> judge.
0: <laughs> judge me all you want, but for this application, the texture is going to come from the pickles. Yeah.
2: The, the um <laughs> so so there's how to drink, right? And it's Greg and like he's the only character on the show, and his producer Meredith is behind the camera, will oh, come taste drinks and be like mm-hmm. very light like color for the episode. I mean, it r- really works well. But then they also do a podcast called Midnight Local, and it is like they talk about like pop culture in our generation kind of thing, right? They did an episode on Goonies. It was so good. They did one on, did you know that on Netflix, they have a new documentary for American Ninja Warrior or no, uh, American Gladiators. Did you ever watch American Gladiators? I mean,
0: I never actually watched a whole episode, but I I definitely saw pieces of it.
2: I apparently watched most of the episodes. Turbo. I remember (laughs) Turbo was a dude, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, so like like oh shit I got to go so I watched the uh do you remember the Netflix um miniseries most though?
0: extreme uh most extreme it, it was it was a they they took this japanese american or yeah Oh, well okay now you don't have any oh dill I got you don't have dill I thought
1: we did but I don't see any
0: Okay she had, she's bring out bread and butter spears and that's not
2: no Actually, that won't work oh, Hold on, those might – let me see this. I might have put dill pickles in that jar. D- oh, because you do. We, uh,
1: yeah, we buy dill. the big, massive jars of dill mm, from Sam's mm. and slice them down.
0: Yeah, those are dill. Oh, okay, all right, go. good. Then yeah, then it's fine. Oh,
1: yeah, you can see how much it's stuffed. There's no way that it well, fill the jars.
0: Yeah, bread and butter pickles with peanut butter, I don't think that would work because that's sweet on top of sweet. So
1: do you want me to, like – Spread the yeah, peanut go butter
0: on the pickle. Yeah. Um, or if you just want to put two mounds, that's fine. Do what you think's best. Yeah.
1: I'm going to spread
0: it on the cool. pickle. Cool, do
1: it. Do you want a thick? Spread of peanut butter?
2: I mean, yeah, I want to taste the peanut butter. All
1: right. But
2: Can I get Nutella on mine, please? Yeah. On pickles? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just being a...
1: You don't have a Nutella. I'm
2: being about. a hipster. No, that should work, too. That should work, too. I think the
0: peanut butter is probably going to be better.
1: You want one or two? Well,
0: however many you think I, I can... I think that you and Jeff both need. Sure. I think it's going to be good. This is a flavor combination that, from, from my thinking, should totally work.
1: Maybe
0: I should, too. Jeez, Fine. Right. You got fatty... Nutty, sweet, salty, briny— all the things that
1: we describe in all
2: of our beers, right? Yeah, a little I'm bit of herbiness. Trying to think of what else to put. What's the
0: kicker on top? I don't think you need stuff because th- th- this kind of gives you your flavor triangle. It gives you your sour, you give it gives you your sweet, gives you your um. It's just not
1: easy to spread on the pickle. That's the a problem. No, seriously? It's like trying to spread anything on oil?
0: But like, you got your acid, you got your sweetness, you got your sourness. Uh, you got your acid, the sweetness, and you got your saltiness. That, that's going to go together. It's flavor triangle shit. Like, that always works. All
1: right. It's not spreading. So, let's just like dab
2: yeah. That's fine.
1: That's fine. Oh my God, this is horrible. First of all...
2: Did you, you draw the, the pickles speaker? first? How did you... Dry the pickle. I didn't
1: dry the pickle. You gotta
2: have to... And you gotta dry the pickle. You gotta... To, whenever I do like the wings, I dry I know, the pickles.
1: But, well, yeah, obviously. But you have to have some of that juice to, you know, capture all those flavors. But this is the same
0: theory
2: as like... <sighs> Um, hmm.
0: That's well, a similar thing. Sriracha and peanut butter go really well together, as an example. Oh, yeah. Um, sure. I mean, it's, it's like think of it, it's basically like sesame and you know, sesame noodles, right? Um, Yeah, just think not in terms of ingredients, but just think in terms of yeah, like the sweetness, sourness and and saltiness. When you do that, it doesn't really matter what they are. That that's sort of what, you know, chopped was all about, right? It wasn't about what is this ingredient. It's like what's the flavor that I'm getting here? How can I combine it with things to make something that's tasty regardless of what weirdness I'm it's put in front of me.
1: I will pass these out after I get. Them oh, started. so you're going to
0: be real precious about it? I am. <laughs> so can I, right. I start
1: getting grabby here.
0: All right. So these are long dill pickles with some Skippy. Thinly no, pan.
1: slice. Pan. Well, yeah, because Jeff and I eat crunchy peanut butter.
0: I mean, I think Jeff is the best peanut butter, but hey. It's not really peanut butter. It's peanut butter with molasses and other stuff to it. So.
1: All right, Greg, you're getting the biggest one with the most peanut butter.
0: Give it. And I want, I want it. Into, like, no, no, what? it's okay. Finger I'll take food. the whole thing. I'll okay. just take the big thing. I no. Just about
2: slice them into like finger food sized. I mean,
0: I'm if you just, want to do that, you can, but I'm, I'm
1: not going that. I'm
0: not a pussy. So I'm going to take the whole
2: thing. Thank you.
0: They, you're welcome.
2: Oh, no, I guess I can't be. Which one do you want? I want this one. All right. There you I'm go. barely going to eat peanut butter. So, you yeah, want I mean, more will admit,
1: I will, admit, I I will
2: admit
0: it looks gross.
2: It does. I mean, it's this green
0: slick thing with this gooey uh, tan nougaty stuff on top of it. But? Yeah. Kind of like the it's
1: kind the of cheeseburgers that we get with peanut butter on them. Yeah. They're good. Mm-hmm. I'm shocked. All right. All right. I can't, it's
0: I can't just, fault
2: this. It's good.
0: Yeah. When you, when you, when you put the right <sighs> flavors together, it doesn't matter what they are.
2: Yeah. Definitely better on, on a hamburger. Mm
0: hmm. Are we having some uh-huh. it? Like the beefiness? Have you ever had smokiness? Would, would uh, add to this a lot, but. This is not bad flavors at all.
2: Have you ever been to OTB and had their burger that's uh, peanut butter pickle? It's
0: It's called called the the Dirt dirt Rag or Rag? Yeah,
2: Dirt Rag Delight. Delight. It's real good. Totally forgot. This whole ordeal, I totally forgot about that burger. Otherwise, I've been like, Well, as soon as I
1: started serving it to you guys, I was like, wait a minute. Dirt Rag.
0: Anyway, so there you go. So just think about sweet, salty, sour. That's always going to be a good combination. I
1: always love sweet and salty and sour.
0: Think about that flavor triangle, and you'll kind
1: of like my personality. It's
0: a a great, (laughs) it's a great way to if you have something that's kind of bland. What is it missing? Mm -hmm. One of those parts of that triangle. Add that. And you can improve a dish a lot
2: just by thinking on that level. That particular <laughs> burger, they use the the fresh ground peanut butter from Woolies, mm-hmm. and which isn't nearly as sweet as that and has a texture to it. It's good stuff.
0: Yeah, you know what would have added to that too? Banana. Yeah. Okay. Banana and peanut butter are really great together. And then you add the tang from from the pickle. PTSD for me. <laughs> so, I did you notice that there, um, I don't want to talk too much about this, but I did think it was funny that uh, Hunter Biden has a, um, uh, now a special prosecutor, um, and his name is David Weiss. That's okay. my father's name. <laughs> so, oh. I called my dad and I was like, so what's going on with Hunter Biden?
2: And he was like, what? <laughs> Aren't you prosecuting?
0: I get
2: it. So, uh, a guy that Chen and I work with, his name is John Dean. <laughs> well, oh, yeah. Actual related. His dad is the John
1: Dean. Dean.
2: Mm-hmm. John Dean. <laughs> yep. My, um, harlot's <clears throat> Chewing, 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 swallowing.
0: Story. My sister, when she was uh, in high school, went out with um, John Sununu's son. He was somebody in the Bush administration. But um, this guy eventually did become the governor of some northern state. I
2: forget which one. Okay.
0: So. Dated a
2: future governor.
0: Yes, she did. Mm. I
2: don't
0: think. Kind of feels like a relationship that was doomed to fail, but hey, <laughs> when you're in high school, who cares about that shit? Yeah.
1: I was 20 years old when I worked for an attorney in Florida, and the governor of Florida at the time called the office and said that it was Lawton Childs, and I laughed. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, it's not.
0: I thought it was a joke.
1: It wasn't really. (laughs) It was actually him. So Hey. Yeah. I'm
2: sure he's used to that, right? If you're a governor. If you're making the calls yourself. uh Uh-huh.
1: Yeah.
2: I can't believe like Bill Clinton would call
0: people like, yeah, it's Bill Clinton. And he would be like, shut the fuck up. Mm -hmm. He would have known like, no, no, it really is me.
1: Yeah. That was pretty much how it was. I was a small-town girl in a small-town city. Mm-hmm. Lakeland, Florida. Governor of Florida is calling our office. I'm like, yeah, right. Okay.
0: <laughs> so, okay, so since you are from Florida and you have a lot of roots in there, mm-hmm. what's your opinion of what's happening in Florida <coughs> and... And the concept of make America Florida. Which is the I think one of DeSantis's campaigns. Yeah. You know.
1: Can we divorce Florida? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, hey, what's the process to kick a state out of the country? How's that work?
0: Uh I don't believe there is one. <laughs> can we? make one <laughs> we'd have to, we'd have to figure out that as we did that but there is a um there's a gif of Bugs Bunny <laughs> and that's that's Delaware was hilarious.
1: there's yeah exactly exactly unfortunately most <laughs> of my entire family still lives there mm. including my grandchildren um but yeah, can we divorce it?
2: The people who live in Florida think it's a really nice <laughs> place politically. Mm. The the her her relatives who live there agree strongly with the direction Florida is going. Mm. Mm-hmm. How old are they?
1: Their age ranges from twenty six to yeah. seventy eight. I don't know.
0: I assume that they uh don't take a lot of care as to which media they watch or I No.
1: I I think that they're very sheltered that, yeah.
2: and they watch the kind of media hate. that isn't allowed on the free and open airwaves. <laughs> <laughs> Do
0: you have anybody QAnon in your family? No. What?
1: Not I, not no, I divorced
0: them. Mm. <laughs> I kind of think my mother is on adjacent. <laughs> I know that during the whole, after the election in, in 2020, she was very much on the side of, I mean, she was not in favor of January 6th stuff, but in the lead up, she was like, no, I believe it. It's all been, you know, faked and all that shit.
1: I still get messages, videos from... Family members about how that election was rigged and how everything's a fake and oh yeah.
2: So no, you you mentioned your your ex, but Yeah. Your oldest doesn't disagree with some of the QAnons' positions.
0: Hmm. I mean, we can all agree that there is a satanist cabal that is <laughs> kidnapping children for their blood.
2: <laughs>
0: I mean, that's that's science, but <laughs> <laughs> it, it yes, yeah, it's, it's it's weird. I think the the the, the most the, the hardest thing to accept to me about all those about all this stuff, is that it's not idiots who fall for this. I think that, like, because I I went to a time when I was interested in the Flat Earth movement. And what I found when I was sort of digging into it was that for the most part, the people who are in that are not idiots if you're an idiot you don't question it any you don't question it one way or the other if you're if if you're a complete moron you're not you don't even care about it so much there's a plane landing nearby
1: <laughs> on our house maybe <laughs> <laughs> okay I guess it's starting to go away
0: um but
1: see i i don't i don't feel that way
0: i i But it's people who are incredulous and who are – who will take information from sources that they don't bother investigating. Plus they also like – Which is ignorance. They also like – to. ignorance is not stupidity. Ignorance is different.
1: Ignorance is – absolutely. So, yeah. Okay.
0: But there's also a piece of it it. where they like to feel like they're a part of in the know. Mm Mm-hmm about about things that other people don't know about yes and and they and they like the fact that they're in a know. they don't recognize the fact that they did they took no effort to get into this in the know right they they did this by watching YouTube <laughs> and hearing people saying things that were convincing to them without bothering to do any real investigation or actual like it didn't take any thinking on their part. No. To arrive at these positions or to try to understand what these positions means. It's just now they're a part of the in-group and they like that. So there's a lot really you, close. Saying, you, I, did you give
1: him a script? No. <laughs> prior Her, to the show? No. Be, be,
0: because I... I, I because it's the same phenomenon, right? I mean, it really is. Um, and and I'm not the first person to comment on this uh, by any means, but I do remember this guy uh, that does a YouTube channel folding ideas. This guy Dan, and he had a he had a big he had a video about flat Earth that was like a it's like a two hour long video, and like <laughs> 35 minutes in. He talks about how it starts talking about how the flat earth movement is generally losing steam because they're all going to QAnon, and then the whole thing becomes a video about QAnon. And it's just like QAnon is 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 the Uber conspiracy theory. So it just attracts everybody. So all the people that were in these weird things are just the same. It's all the same. Motivation, but it turns out that Q and Anna just has this big gravity towards it, just because it's it's so much more all encompassing.
2: Yeah, no, her her ex loves being loves to know things that he yeah. knows
1: things that nobody else knows. Mm-hmm. He's he's smarter than the average person. I mean. Smarter smarter than than the smart people. The the smartest, yes. Um, So, you know, we're all just sheep. He
2: was uh, becoming a sovereign citizen, so he didn't pay taxes. Mm. Mm. But you
0: can understand the... um, the thread that starts that in the sense that legalese can look like mumbo jumbo. If you don't understand it and the idea that, Oh, if I just repeat the right mumbo jumbo, then it has sort of a mystical power. It doesn't. The legalese all has roots in the stuff. And if you become a lawyer, you understand what all that means and the reason why it's so complicated and all that other stuff, because they're, it's a society with a lot of things happening, a lot of gears turning, and there's sort of a lot of situations that come up. Uh, and you got to solve a lot of disputes. <laughs> um, but there's no magic legal words that you can say to get yourself out of problems. <laughs> um, the only thing that seems to be able to get you out of problems is money, <laughs> hmm. well, which he doesn't have. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, the the it was this whole thing where he was posting these like cryptic things, like if you know, you know. And it was this letter to like the Prothonotary of South Carolina or something like that. Was, and, the state David was born
1: in. yeah.
2: And uh, I I tried did some research, and uh, you know, like he yeah, I, it was the whole sovereign citizen thing.
0: Yeah. Also, the the. I hate how it's the, the phrase do your research has been totally sort of demolished because do your research now means watch a couple of YouTube videos. Oh, yeah. Not go to the library and get a lot of books and, and read up on this stuff. Not like when I did my research on quantum field theory, I like took courses and did exercises and got books and worked through them. And you know, started with – figuring out how to do linear algebra and do um, calculus and multivariable calculus <laughs> like started with the, the stuff that builds to the things and it took a lot of work and it wasn't just watching a couple of YouTube videos to get an idea. And it pains me when I see now that I'm at the point where even things that like our general pop sci things that are out there really bug the shit out of me. <laughs> stuff that now I know way better. So stuff that like even popular like pop sci people like Neil Grass Tyson or even like Brian Cox or somebody would talk about that and be like, oh, God, that's totally – that's not true. <laughs> that's not how it works. Uh, and I feel like it gives people the wrong idea. I understand it to a point because at a certain point you have to simplify things because you can't explain all of the nuances of general relativity without getting into a lot of weeds. But at the same time, if you say things or if you say things like, just imagine a a rubber sheet and something <laughs> there's so much you're missing, and so much that that's confusing the issue. That I feel like, if you if you aren't expressing that this is a heuristic and not something to be, not the way you should actually understand it, but just like a kind of a a kind of broken analogy,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I don't think that's expressed enough. I have a real problem with how some people treat black holes in in pop sci. Oh, here's a question for you guys. How would you describe a black hole? What do you know about them? How would you describe them? Shannon, mm-hmm. we'll go with you first.
1: I don't want to go first.
0: Uh, I look, don't
1: know enough to be able to no, answer the question. No, that's fine.
0: I, I, I know you're going to be wrong. That's. I'm not looking for do you have the correct answer. I'm looking for what... What have you learned? What have so, you learned?
1: what I like to do when I don't know mm-hmm. anything or enough about the subject matter to weigh in is sit back and listen. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. And that would be my preference here because I honestly don't know enough about it to weigh in and give you even a semi.
0: I can, I can appreciate that response. I can appreciate that response. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but, like, let, let me give you an example. So what do I know about uh, a router, a machine that you both have used? Mm-hmm. I know that it's a spinny thing on a motor. Use it to kind of shave off wood and stuff like that. And there are portable ones, like handheld ones, and there are ones that are on surfaces and i guess you use it for for doing semi-fine work but not the finest work um and maybe you can use it maybe you can use it for polishing i don't know but that's about it i'm sure you guys know much more about routers and what they're used for
2: and how you can use them
1: yeah was. I mean, the, the point is hole. he's not
2: trying to make you feel like a dummy dumb. No, you no. You could say there are these big scary monsters that float through space and eat everything yeah. in their way. You <laughs> know, that's fine, because <laughs> if you just watch enough pop science, that's what you'd think. That, that's probably what, what would come to mind. So, Jeff,
0: you right. probably are have, have done more looking into black holes, and you probably are, are beyond the the most basic layperson's mm. understanding
2: of black holes. What would you say about a black hole? Well, a black hole is a object or a region in space where its density to area. I guess that's redundant. Its density is very, very high. So high that it um, uh, the gravity that is generated by its density attracts everything, including photons. And we can't observe what happens inside a black hole beyond the event horizon. So we don't really know. So we don't have physics to describe what goes on there. So we consider it a singularity and it's where our understanding of space time breaks.
0: That's a pretty good explanation. It's not perfect. For example, you can have a black hole that's not very dense. Oh, no. um, you can have a, a, a black hole that's large enough could be the density of like foam, but as long as it's large enough.
2: So maybe it wasn't redundant. I was saying density over an area, but I figured it was saying the same thing twice. But I guess not. So
0: no, um, uh, a black hole. One of the things that you 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 called out, which is not something that a lot of people do call out. Which I was impressed by, which is you recognize that black holes, while they're in the popular science, they're considered objects. They're really best thought of as regions. They're regions of space with extreme space time curvature, and the curvature is caused by a in yeah for the density of for the area a strong density of, of of what's called stress energy. So I won't go into what that means, but you point out like the event horizon. One of the things that that I find interesting is there's this popular notion that an object falling into a black hole will sort of, you'll sort of see it slow down and then stop before it hits the um, event horizon. And then you'll see it forever right there before falling that because the time is slowing down relative to you mm-hmm. it's as if it never crosses that comes from that's not really true it's true that you won't ever actually see an object cross the event horizon but it's not because you'll just see it slow down and stop before right before it what it comes from is I'm giving you a heuristic understanding here, but you can think of black holes as kind of like a whirlpool, like a drain, but what's coming down is not water, but space time itself is flowing down. So an object that is inside of that drain that's falling down is falling down with space time. Okay. So imagine then that somebody is falling in and has a, uh, a flashlight. And is shining that out at you. So light is coming from that thing. And it's falling down. And the light that's coming out of it is also falling down with the space-time that's coming out. Now what's going to happen is as it's climbing out, as, as the light is sort of climbing out of this, uh, this flow, it's losing energy. So it's going to start being redshifted. But for a long time, for a while, you can just consider it just classical light, just coming out of the flashlight as it's falling in. At a certain point, when it gets really close, you have to start thinking. It's better to start thinking about it quantum and start thinking about photons. So, as photons are coming out, remember that photons are always going at the speed of light. And so they're coming out of this. But space-time is falling in. So they're climbing out of a deeper and deeper hole. And if you think about individual photons going out, pow, 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 then there's going to be a point where there's going to be be one last photon that just makes it out and takes forever to get to you. Right. But it's just going fast enough to get out. Yeah.
2: So there's that region that you're describing, and just before that, right, where there's almost like this bank of photons that are going to be so dim because they're doled out so slowly, and they're going to take a long time mm-hmm. to diminish, but it's going to seem like it's hanging out there very dimly.
0: Right, Well, and, and super dimly, and so, so bereft of energy that you won't be able to detect them anyway, <laughs> but... Technically speaking, there is a point where there is a photon that technically takes the age of the universe to get to you. If you assume that the black hole is, you know, pulling in mm. this for the age of the universe, there's, a, there's just one piece that's just managed to eke out just at the right time. So they, that's like- where that comes from. But that gets twisted into... Oh, if you you'll see somebody and and it'll just turn into like a picture of them on the horizon, that's a completely wrong picture. But I went to a lot of stuff to describe that to you, and I think you have a better picture of what's going on again, that's still sort of a heuristic that's not I wouldn't say that's an accurate mathematical picture, but that's a much better understanding of what that
2: means. Maybe it's the the beverages. What's the lowest energy photon?
0: So the lowest energy photon would be a photon with the, with the wavelength of the observable universe or I guess technically a wavelength of twice the observable universe, because you could technically observe something that is
2: half a wavelength. So anything like, beyond that, even, like we don't is, even like, so the, if you look at the classic, like electromagnetic spectrum, it is well below, below radio. Like I mean, the,
0: the, anything beyond yeah. that would be even conceivably undetectable. But certainly anything, you know, well above and, that to certain regions is still undetectable by anything that we have. But yeah. if you have something that is – this wavelength is twice that of the observable universe,
2: then it is – there's no conceivable <laughs> yeah. way to detect it. All right. What's – do you know this? What's the lowest energy photon that we do detect? Is it- I don't know that. I have no idea. But it's
0: got to be – I mean it's something in the real deep radio, right?
2: Yeah. Ultra low frequency Mm -hmm. type stuff.
0: Super, super low frequency.
2: Interesting thought. Never really thought about it before. And then you start talking about these photons that are just use all their energy to get over the event horizon. Mm -hmm. And now they're just like going through space with like nano electron volts of energy
0: and then and, and again the, the problem is that when you think about it as like a particle at that point you it, it loses its you can't think of photons fully as either particle we need to change the subject sorry you're no, ready for bed you're
1: fine you're fine
0: <laughs> you, you can't think of part- the, photons, the particles because they're not either
2: mm-hmm.
0: so i'm here just, in certain circumstances it's, it's better to use one for the other but when you're thinking about a super long wavelength you're you're more talking about sort of a classical description that's easy to think about that and what does it mean for a photon to have it's it's just an oscillation in the electromagnetic field mm-hmm. but that's going to get lost amongst everything else it's like if i if you imagine dropping a pebble on one side of of the planet that ripple will eventually reach the other side of the planet but it's going to get so
2: yeah well, you'd have to measure it for like seven billion years to, to, to see half the wavelength. You know?
0: Yeah, right. yeah. Okay. And it's going to be it's going to be swamped out by everything else. It's much brighter and it's yeah. going to and, and is going to um, be so much stronger that it's just going to like that's going to just get lost in the noise. So. I think that the question that you're asking is what's the what's the lowest noise by which we can detect photons and I think that the, that that's probably something like LIGO or something like that. And LIGO is the gravity. Right, one, right. But you tie a huge interferometer that is yeah. kilometers kilometers in the length. But yeah. Sorry, Shannon. Let's go to a subject that you want to talk about because I know this So, is gonna...
1: what do you think about Trump and all these indictments <laughs> and this election coming up? And
0: <laughs> it's fucked.
1: What are we gonna? What's gonna happen? What's your prediction? Oh, I,
0: I, I, I don't want to put myself in the prediction game because I have no idea.
1: Okay, what's what? How do you feel about what's going on right now?
0: Well, I feel like ninety-one indictments is a lot of indictments.
1: <laughs> Do you feel and like he should be allowed to be in the running at this point?
0: I mean, I it, it's shocking to me that twenty years ago Howard Dean got was was riding high and then got kind of. F- it out in favor of John Kerry because he made a He did a roar
2: at one made point. a
0: weird howl. Made a weird howl, uh, and that was enough to knock him out. And, th- and this guy is doing fucking criminal shit and uh, and saying racist shit all the time, mm-hmm. and people love it. So I don't know how to interpret that. The only thing that that I feel like, as a person who is not at all a student of history, someone who likes history but has a layperson's understanding of history at best, this is not without historical precedent. There have been plenty of people who are populist weirdos like this who have had pull. I don't think that there's been one on this level before,
2: mm-hmm. but
0: there hasn't really been media on this level before either. So, right. so a lot of weird conflicts is going on. If I had to guess, based on how it looks now, I don't think this guy, he has pull in, in, a, in a base of people, but it's like around 30%. There's, I think this is, would be like a, um, a Mondale-Reagan election. He would lose like 48 states.
1: Do you think he would lose if he's running against Biden? Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Totally. I think Biden would cream him. Even though nobody likes Biden, <laughs> but nobody wants that shit again, especially now. There's a group of people. There's, there's a there's a definitely a percentage of people that want that again, but that's not what most people want, and most people are tired of that shit. Yeah. The, ma- the majority of people, and that's enough that in every state, like you're. I, you're gonna see like assuming it's Trump versus Biden again, people are gonna hold their noses and they're gonna vote for
2: Biden. That's how I see it now. You know, I uh and, a year I, mean, and, I think the three months before. Republican primaries are gonna be the interesting thing, yeah. right? Because mm-hmm. those are the people are they Trumpers or are they DeSantis the is <laughs> Yeah. DeSantis has kind of imploded a bit. I mean, totally, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. You got Pence running, like. But f-
1: I, I think it's still the last I checked. It's still, I mean, Trump and DeSantis are are. Uh,
0: DeSantis is like
1: definitely I, I, I higher think it, in the. I percent
2: think slash hope. Here's my prediction: Greg won't enter. Is that they're both just go? They both they peak too early. And it's gonna be. What's Marco Rubio doing these days, right? It's gonna be like someone <laughs> like that, you know. It's this this uh, this
0: other guy. What's his name?
1: I mean, can't we find somebody we
2: better? Be... Oh no! Can't we no. find? They all have real jobs.
1: <laughs> Democrat. Nobody, Nobody
2: wants to put themselves in this position. Better, it, it, it's
0: it. I mean. I mean the people who really want to wield power want to do it from behind the scenes vivek Rama's well, I mean he he's got interesting potential I think This guy vivek uh I mean he's this his um I think his Indian background but he's running you know but He's, you know, obviously born in America, so he can run for president. Right. Um, and I just he's, haven't
1: heard the name.
0: He's appealing to a lot of this. And I, I think that he has room to to grow. I I do think that any other Republican against Biden, I don't know what to predict. Trump against Biden? Strong feeling that that's it's, people are just going to be sick of it a, a year and a half from now.
1: I hope so.
0: People really were have. sick of it last, you know, last time, and and um, and people are even more sick of it now. There, there's an the, the Biden's doing the smart thing, or Biden's campaign is doing the smart thing by just trying to just keep disassociate, out of it. just not be in the news a lot. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's the
2: Democrats' best play
0: right now? Yeah. Let it
2: No no like Biden versus like if you had the option of putting a you know having Democrats primary.
0: I, yeah. I I don't know who you'd put in that position that would definitely meet Trump should he go up, but also potentially be a because I think if you put somebody else besides Biden against Trump, that opens up a weird can of worms because people don't necessarily know what to expect.
2: Yeah, I guess incumbent gets you a lot of votes, right? Mm-hmm. Even if you're a impotent president
0: like biden honestly i don't think biden is, is is doing that poorly i think he gets he gets worse marks than than, than he should
1: i just don't think he's doing great no
0: i don't
2: think I'm he's doing great i was disappointed
1: i had high hopes
2: for... i didn't i didn't no well i, I mean we're used to obama to, uh, doing yeah that.
1: yeah
0: i loved obama obama was fantastic he was he didn't do but everything that i would have wanted if, but
2: if covid if covid if if the Democratic primary in 2020 ran outside of COVID, then no way Biden would have got the nomination, I don't think.
0: Maybe not. I don't know, but, like, COVID definitely really hurt Trump. Really hurt Trump. But also I think people are sick of this Trump
1: hurt shit. Trump. Well, Come of course, on, let's but... Be real.
0: but Again, he had the incumbency. He's power. his
1: own wish. wish he had the incumbency,
0: like like mm-hmm. like Jeff mentioned, and that plays a part.
2: I remember Saturday Night Live with uh, Lord George H. W. Bush, and uh, you know Danny Carey played him, right? Mm-hmm. I remember during a debate, like in his one plea was, "I don't want to be a one-termer." <laughs> <laughs> So like when <laughs> Trump, like I always I'm think a about Jimmy the Jimmy Carter. I'm a Jimmy Carter yeah. <laughs> Trump's a one. I'm a one termer. Yeah.
0: Anyway, but in terms of of the indictment stuff, I mean, it clearly, if you read the stuff, goes beyond freedom of speech because it wasn't just, "Hey, I believe this." It was also, "I'm doing a lot of shit." In the background, besides me believing it, to to uh, to play with the levers of government to to, uh, to force things into into my position. If he if it was just him tweeting shit and that's it, then I could see him getting away with a free speech argument.
1: He's just a 2 year old that's never grown up, and
0: uh, yeah, for sure,
1: throws him. Temp- for tantrums every time he doesn't get his way because he's used to always getting what he wants. Yeah, and, and he and still does that today.
0: The fucked up thing is that, is, is that the people who are so, who support him love that and don't see that he doesn't care. A, a, he
1: doesn't get a rat's ass about, about them.
0: them. He, he 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 would throw them under the bus in a second. Yep. and he has. He's repeatedly shown that he will. And they still love him. And it's a very cultish thing. It's sad. It's very sad.
1: It's sad that people actually believe in him when he doesn't give two shits about them.
2: And he influenced policies that adversely affect mm-hmm. the babe, you know, the uh...
0: But I will say QAnon and Trump is a really fascinating, I think, real-time example we're seeing of how religions start. (laughs) Yeah. Mythologizing about someone who has nothing to do with the things that they're mythologizing about them, but they're just a popular, a popular famous figure that people can throw their ideals upon and ignore everything else and use that as the, as the, Uh, Fulcrum on which they can push push their personality, (laughs) so that they can feel like the the rest of the world is against them.
2: And yeah, no, it's someone should should feed Trump that idea, or he could be could be the next messiah, and he won't (laughs) run for politics then.
0: (laughs) Well, I well again, Trump's a, a four year old, and and so he does once he has the idea in his head. You're not,
1: gonna, of you're
0: not gonna tell him that look, you can get better stuff by if you do this and this. No, I want this. And you, you tell a four year old, like yeah, we can get you the, the small cup of, of uh cotton candy ice cream, or we could go to the store and at a couple hours from now get a whole pint of it and they're gonna be like, No, I want the ice cream now. Yeah. Trump doesn't care about the future. On some level, he must know he's going to die soon. That's all. <laughs>
2: but so is Biden. So
0: right, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. like when I say soon, I don't mean like in the next four years. I mean like you know within the next ten or twenty years, right? I mean, he's this this guy is not going to be living into his hundreds.
1: Only the good die young, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well there's that was that line from batman which is you, you either die a hero or you live long enough to become a villain mm. Hmm. yeah everyone has has fucked somebody's life up speaking, in some way
2: speaking of religions did you see the stories about how psilocybin churches in california like in san francisco are causing problems <laughs> like that, like like lawmakers don't know how to like shut it down, right? Because mm-hmm. they're scared to shut down a church, but That's there's really these true. psilocybin churches.
0: Well they, they did that before with, with with the churches that had marijuana as a sacrament
2: yeah.
0: and other things like that. I know the satanic church is trying to do things the satanic church is really more of a parody than anything else, but they're trying to um make things like abortion is a sacrament. So you can't restrict our uh, our mm-hmm. ability to to have abortions, um, and what they're doing is they're they're challenging the like the the mm-hmm. legal basis for mm-hmm. this stuff, and so I, I mean it's silly, but on the level of well, if somebody's going to do it, I can appreciate that you know they're doing it for I think the right reasons, but of course I would think that because. I'm not a religious person, and I I, I think religions are silly. Um, that said,
2: I so – Psilocybin church
0: sounds pretty good, right? That's <laughs> no, a really good loophole. No. <laughs> really good loophole. That's not what I meant. I mean, that, that said, I've studied science very deeply, and I would be lying to you if I said that it wasn't silly. There are things that, that I've learned that are ridiculous, the only reason why I have any respect for them is that we can demonstrate them in, you know, that, they're, that the model works. The model does reflect reality. Mm-hmm. And I lose respect for things like when string theory gets into weird areas where there is no connection to reality and it's just Assumption upon assumption. While I – now that I've learned more, I understand a lot more the motivation behind string theory. I don't find it as obviously ridiculous as, as I – like obviously false as I once did. I do still feel it's ridiculous to put faith into this thing that we have no uh, demonstration for. I can understand – Thinking that this might be right, but when things keep showing that either there's no evidence for it or there's no way we can figure out how to get any evidence for it, I lose my interest in whether it's an interesting model or not. Because I care about reality to the point that we can experience it, not about the crazy things that might be going on. I care. Everything is an interpretation. Everything's a model. When I say an electron, there's no such thing as an electron. There's this. There's this thing we can point to and we can demonstrate and model it. And that's what we call an electron. But an electron, you go to an alien, you ask them what an electron is. They may have a completely different definition and completely different rules for what this thing is that mixed with something else that we're not dealing with. So electron is just our way of interpreting and understanding something, and it's not the truth. not capital T truth. It's a model. Everything's model. All models are wrong. Some models are useful. We have really useful models. But is it reality? No, there's silliness in there. There is a cartoonish aspect to all of it. That's life. Life isn't fair. Like those guys. Those guys at uh, um, <laughs> New Horizons. New Horizons say, "Is that fair? No, <laughs> not fair. But what's fair? Ask Ask Tribobites if life is fair. Tribobites were on the planet for two hundred million years. Now they're gone." Is that fair? Primates have been on the planet for maybe a couple million years, maybe ten or twenty million years in total. Mm-hmm. Is it fair that we get to take over the world? That ain't fair. But I will tell you, I had this argument with with, um, with my brother in law. I argue this is is too strong a way of putting it, but this discussion, which is that. He was like, It is nature's balance, right? Nature is all about balance. No, that's that is absolutely wrong. That is a completely incorrect view. Nature is, particularly, life is everywhere and fucking relentless, <laughs> it's always in a battle. And, like, if you, if you, I do recommend people read, um, if you ever get the chance, read Darwin's, uh, on the Origin of Species. It's it's a very readable book. What it is is he presents, his, he presents uh, a question and then gives a bunch of evidence why – like evidence after evidence after evidence why the answer that he's come up with is the right answer. But the principal question, the principal observation of On the Origin of Species is that living things create more copies of themselves than can exist. Okay. So like – why are there, uh, you know, why do dandelions have so many seeds? Right? Why do, um, why do you have so much, much sperm? Why, why is, why do roaches have hundreds upon hundreds of, you know, uh, um, larvae and stuff like that? Nature is a competition. Or life is a competition at its core, and every single form of life would take over the world if it could. Daisies would absolutely start using fossil fuels and plastic if they felt if they were able to use it in a in a way to dominate the world. Doesn't matter how
2: pretty they are. Doesn't matter how cute things are. I feel like I'm watching an episode of Rick and Morty right now. But – so so it's – we
0: just happen to have stumbled upon very effective use of these resources over a very short amount of time. It's pretty unique, very unique in terms of life as we know it. So we've got that covered, but all types of life is unique. But in terms of taking over the world, no, everything will take over the world if I had the chance. That's that's just the the basic – thing that Darwin that that is sort of the basis of evolution that Darwin figured out and it's a troubling thing to realize but it also explains so much you have competition both between different species and into your species and let that run over huge amounts of
2: time imagine Here if the are. trees had the knew they had the control that they have <laughs>
0: Then you get that Shyamalan movie, right? The uh, the happening.
2: Yeah. I don't even know,
0: but no, like yeah, like definitely. Oak trees would take over the
2: world if they could. Just put all the acorns. No, are for, it's right? that fucking? Tur- I'm just saying, turn off the oxygen for a little bit. What's that yeah.
1: weed growing in our backyard that that would take over the world? That is no,
2: trying to take weed? over the that. The, yes, that's not weed. Well, my
1: that's thing. trying to take over the world.
2: Actually, I think it's dead. I did. I think I can. It's not up uh, right now. I looked. Yeah, two days ago.
1: The stuff growing through the trees, killing the trees.
2: That's just grapevine. I'm talking. I was. I was talking about the knotweed.
1: Mm.
2: One
0: of my favorite examples of this actually comes from two billion roughly years ago, when life on the Earth was very, very different. There was nothing in. uh, There's nothing in one land. Or at least nothing that we would recognize on land. There certainly weren't any animals. Uh, and the atmosphere was mostly carbon dioxide, ammonia, other shit like that. And slowly, but overwhelmingly, a species developed and started to pollute the atmosphere and change it significantly killing huge amounts of life on the planet Mm -hmm. ridiculous amounts of life on the planet this horrible pollutant was oxygen yeah and this was blue green algae and they changed the world it took a lot longer than say humans are doing but same thing the reason why the world has oxygen is because this took place it's called the great oxygenation oxygenation event look it up uh and this is cha- a species changing the planet is not without precedent nor is it um against nature it is in fact extraordinarily nature <laughs> yeah it's good nature. It is. It is nature's wild wildest dreams. Blue green algae turning the turning the earth. Shannon just got back, so I'm explaining to you. Blue green algae turning the earth from a reducing atmosphere into an oxygen filled atmosphere.
1: Oh, and, yeah,
0: and totally changed the earth. <laughs> You're like I've <"I'm> studied this. <laughs> yeah, I know all about them. <laughs> <laughs>
2: You know, that that'll that old,
1: that old yeah. chestnut. Just, um, just don't ask me any questions.
2: But it just paved the way for animals to, to live, really.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the other things that were alive either died out or they figured out how to live with it.
2: Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Probably horribly, horribly corrosive for a lot of things.
0: Extraordinarily. no oxygen, when you cut an apple, what turns an apple brown is oxygen.
1: That's why you stick it in water mm-hmm. right
0: away right oxygen
1: is and a potato
0: th- there's a reason why they call the process of of uh giving up electrons oxidation <laughs> oxygen is very pa- like it's a very powerful Oxidation <laughs> it does the job
1: We're all looking at each other. I was just
2: trying to drag the silence on as long as possible to see who broke it. Keep <laughs> <going. laughs> that silence going.
0: Awkward Deliciously silence. awkward. But see, I feel comfortable not with you guys don't, You know, silence isn't like matter to me. Because I know that you guys aren't judging me. Shit. Not nah. judging you guys. But it does suck for radio. <laughs> <laughs>
2: What time is it? Probably we're done. Wrap this thing. Yeah, it's about eleven thirty. Oh
1: boy! Well, thank you all for listening to our post-show nonsense.
2: Yeah, it's not nonsense. It's very. This is. I
0: mean. I mean, the thing is, like we, we, it's, it's
1: perspective.
0: We got together and we had these conversations for probably a year before we decided to start recording them, right? I mean, so this is just fun for us. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. Good
2: night. Good night. Nice.
1: Thanks for listening. See you next time.
2: Stay frosty.